welcome to D-Bronx Podcast. My name is Austin. I'm joined here with Ian. Good evening. And Kevin. Hello, gents. Hello. Uh, we are coming at you on uh, December 9th, uh, which is a Wednesday. Wednesday following the Broncos' close loss in Kansas City against the Chiefs, uh, where we ended up losing that game uh, 16, was it 21, 22 to 16. Um, Correct. Unfortunate loss, but man, was it close. Did we look good? Our defense looked great. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to take too much of the uh, talking points here. Um, but but Vic Fangio's defense, even without Bryce Callahan, uh, held against you know arguably the best best offense in the NFL, most explosive offense in the NFL. Um, couple breaks went our way. Uh, one of those being the holding call uh, that negated the Tyreek Hill touchdown um, and a. Bad call, uh, a surprising well, you know, a bad call on a surprising catch that Tyreek Hill did not even know that he caught that was in ridiculous. the end zone. Uh, that was somehow Boye played it well, knocked the ball out, and uh, it just fell back onto Tyreek Hill and got pinned between the two of them. Never touched the ground, but Tyree Kill even was convinced that he did not catch the ball, so uh, it was not challenged, and we were luckily uh, in more of a close game because of that. So, uh, Kevin, let's turn to you first. Um, I just want to get your thoughts all overall on this game, just kind of pros, cons, uh, yeah. just your overall feelings coming out of this game. Well, like most Broncos fans, you know, I went into this game hoping for a close game, but expecting us to lose in quite honestly, mm-hmm. expecting us to get blown out like we typically do against KC. Um, and, you know, my pessimism is well-founded, of course, given our recent yeah. history against the Chiefs. I think we've lost now 11 in a row. Uh, and the fact yeah. that we are so decimated on defense, having just lost Bryce Callahan, our best corner. So I must say I was pleasantly surprised. We did play them close. Sadly, you know, all we can really hang on to is a moral victory if you believe in such things. But it seemed like we came to play, you know, this uh, Broncos team, uh, whether they're short on talent, outmatched, outcoached. All of those things probably true depending on the game. Sometimes all of those things Mm -hmm. are true in the game. But they seem to give a good effort, and the defensive scheme was outstanding I, I you know I think Fangio once again proved why he has such a great reputation as a defensive coordinator I mean we it, as good a job as anyone has done against Patrick Mahomes um, I think both games this year on a third down conversion rate the Chiefs are like three out of 18 something like that um, something so, ridiculous like something that. ridiculous mm-hmm. I mean we're really shutting these and they only threw, he threw one touchdown pass yes they, they could have piled on more touchdowns as you highlighted but but I would say it's a combination of things I do think we benefited from the fact that KC was a little bit flat I mean let's be honest we're a division rival. They were. But, yeah, Casey was flat. We're a division rival, but I don't think Casey's amped up to play us anymore. I think they just see us as a speed bump, uh, and, and we've we've earned that reputation. Proven that that's what we are. Yeah, we've earned that rep. Yeah. So uh, I don't think they gave it their best effort. Uh, the Broncos got every possible break they could get in this game, uh, but they didn't get what we really needed, more points on offense, uh, and some turnovers. We, we, we can't seem to generate turnovers, which would have been tremendously beneficial. Um, anyway, it's good to see that we, we kept it close. It was exciting in, in the fourth quarter. We had our chances. There were some individual performances I'll circle back on because uh, I want to hear from you guys. But um, another loss to KC. L- <clears throat> let's hope next year we can start to even the score. Yeah, five years running here. Ian, go ahead. So I literally hate Tyreek Hill. Um don't think he's a smart man, so I wasn't surprised when he thought he didn't catch the ball, even though it's on well, his no, chest. No, 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 no. Receivers think they catch everything. I think could skip in front of him, and he'll think he caught it. So that was very surprising to me. Go ahead. I don't want to. I didn't. So on that interject. on that on that blown Duke Dawson play, which I have no idea why he was even put on 
Tyreek Hill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he ridiculous. stops at the one yard line and backflips into the end zone. Come yeah. on, man! I mean, that's just. Cool. I was like, man, if I was at the stadium, I'd have flown onto that field so quick. Um, <laughs> I, was, I don't think on. I would have wanted to do that with the whole team on his side. Well, well Dawson, Dawson, I wouldn't, have, I, would, I wouldn't have caught him. Dawson shouldn't have been out there, right? He was only out there because Bassey went down. True. Yeah. Um, I don't really believe in moral victories. I am kind of pleasantly surprised that we played him so well, as banged up as we are on defense. Um, offense played fairly well in the first half. Went flat in the second half. You know, we were using Noah Fant in the first half. Where is he going in the second half? Just poof, disappears. Disappeared. Um, Melvin Gordon played only well, blocking. obviously. On the, right, uh, only blocking. Final yeah, which, drives. Which I'm, I'm kind of glad because when he came out of college, he wasn't known as a blocker. And last year, definitely wasn't a blocker. So I'm kind of glad that he's... We know he could pass catch. We know he's got his speed and stuff like that. But I'm kind of glad that he's kind of honing that side of his game so he can be yeah. more than a one-dimensional tight end. Yeah, and I get that. But how 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 many times do you think Travis Kelsey's held in the block down one touchdown with the game on the line? He's not. He's not. That's he called just isn't. That's called he's got one of the greatest coaches of all time. <laughs> well, it's just, I mean, we don't. you don't need to be one of the greatest coaches of all time to use your best players. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I mean, we could just, uh, we could have called it something better. But I, I, the defense played played well. Um, I was surprised. I, I mean, I mean, going into the half winning, I was like, I did not Dang. expect that. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I know it's a low score game, like, but what's going on? I okay, like, I was like, I was like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this, and I felt pretty good the whole time. I mean, I mean. We did just smack him in the face in the red zone, which was really good because we couldn't do anything between the 20s. In- incredible red zone defense, atrocious defense in the between 20s. the 20s. It was, it was really bend but don't, the bend but don't break defense, which against the Chiefs, I mean, that's kind of how you got to do it. You, got, you, can't you can't expect to hold them to no yards. You can't, you can't, you can't rush him. That's what, I mean, you can't blitz him all the time because that's when he turns into a freak, um, which he yeah. is. Um did it's not a touchdown like, almost every time you blitz him. Did not, yeah. Did not like the punting on fourth and three. Yeah, with six <laughs> minutes left. Oh my god! Like you what? know, okay. I got, I got to interject I on that one. Something here. Yeah, I got to quote something. This is from Rich Eisen on Twitter. He said, oh. "This is just funny. If you've ever watched a scary movie scene." through your fingers because you know someone just made a terrible decision in the face of danger. That's how I just watch the Broncos decide to punt it back to Mahomes rather than go for it on fourth down. Talking about the fourth down with uh, just over six minutes left in the game. I think it was a fourth and three. Fourth and three. And you know know what Vic Fangio's excuse was? He was thinking ahead as a defensive coordinator saying – I knew that we had to get a stop on defense next. And I'm like, yeah, we're fourth and three down you're by You're not barely... the defensive coordinator anymore. Yeah, you're the head coach. That's not you your got... job. Yeah. That's why you got Ed Donatel, who just came back from COVID. Let him mm-hmm. do his job. You guys worked together before. So I was like, when when I saw that, me and my girlfriend were watching the game, I started to come unglued a little bit. Yeah. There was there were some words. There was some shaking of the TV. Um <laughs> There was some hands thrown. Yeah, there was, yeah I, I threw some paws <laughs> at people, um, but yeah, I thought that was like that was one of the worst calls I'd seen. And by it the, was terrible, unforgivable. But I guess overall, I think we we played better than I expected with a very depleted team. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess moral victory, but I like real victories. Uh, so. no, I mean, I get it. There's no such there's no such thing as moral victories in my book, and I think players would tell you the same thing. They don't. They don't want to go into a game and lose a game, and they're not going to believe you. Be like, "Oh yeah, we played close, so therefore it was a moral victory." I think ninety nine out of a hundred players are going to say, "To hell, to hell with a moral victory." Exactly. Um, but as a fan, it was good to see them competitive against Kansas City, especially without without Bryce Callahan, who's been. Uh, number one or two in the NFL in pretty much every major category, statistical category, in regards to uh, 
you know, cornerbacks in the NFL this year. So having him go down, you don't have Von Miller, you don't have Jarrell Casey, a uh, number of other guys up front. Shelby Harris was finally back, who played like a man on fire with his batted balls. That dude needs a contract extension in a hurry. Big time. Um, big time. Big time. Uh, so it was, it was surprising to see them play as close as they did to the Chiefs. But, uh, but, Obviously, it hurts to see them end up end up in a loss. I I, I do want to I do want to highlight some 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 real pros uh, first because I do have some negatives. Of course, you know, typically in a loss you have some negatives you got to cover as well. Uh, but before we do that, I do want to cover some pros, and that's that's first of all Shelby Harris. Like I noted, I mean he was out for a month, um, and his impact was was largely pronounced in this game. His impact. From you know the impact on the defense from when we when he was not in for the last month he comes back and immediately the the defensive line plays far far <clears throat> better than what they had played for the last month uh, so Shelby Harris is clearly a game changer as we've kind of come to know over his time with the Broncos uh, number two uh, was the uh, was Melvin Gordon first of all Melvin Gordon looked phenomenal in this game and and if 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 you listen to this podcast you know i'm i'm one of his biggest biggest critics um because you know his his career yards per carry and i don't know his he's just always been over uh, or underwhelming to me but obviously was a first round draft pick so scores a lot of touchdowns gets a lot of credit um but this is this this was the first game where i thought he looked superior to philip Lindsay. philip Lindsay looked off in this game uh his his trademark burst and his trademark vision uh, to see the hole uh, just wasn't there. It just seemed like it was just an off game for Phil Lindsay. I'm not worried because, you know, 15 out of 16 games he plays, he plays excellent. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. But but it was really good to see Melvin Gordon pick up that slack when when Lindsay uh, wasn't necessarily on his game. Um, although Lindsay actually looked pretty good in the few pass protection. Uh, moments that he had, which has been his kind of drawback in his career, has been pass protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that looked good. Um, Noah Fant, like you said, when he was used, looked good. But then down by a touchdown, both of the last two drives, he was virtually unused in terms of running routes. He was left in the block just about every time, um, based on my count. And I, uh, you know, you know, maybe I missed a few, but it looked like he was he was in the block most of the time. Um, we, we're not seeing enough of the Fant coming across on the late release. Like he has, he did early in this game and, but you have to go all the way back to week two, uh, to see the last time that they ran a play like that with no Fant that was successful. Um, and then obviously having him lined out wide on Brashad Breland on the first drive of the game led to a 37 yard long completion, um, which unfortunately that drive ended up in a pick. Um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I think no offense. One of our playmakers, you have to use him like a playmaker. Uh, he, he, you know, it's great as you said to see him start to improve as a blocker. But that's that's not why you drafted him in the first round. You draft a guy like no offense in the first round because you want to see a Travis Kelsey type of player out there. You want to exactly. see a guy who makes big plays and big moments. That's why you draft him. The, you don't you don't draft a blocking tight end in the first round. You just don't. I'm sorry. You know, no nothing against blocking tight ends out there. That's just not not the role of a first round draft pick uh, at the tight end position. Um, yeah. No. I mean, any other any other uh, positive uh, positive players that you want to highlight? I don't want to take them all. Uh, Kevin or Ian, if you guys want to want to jump in and. And just see any any positives that you saw in terms of player production in this game. I think Dalton Reisner played a good game. Oh, absolutely! The interior overall looked a lot better. Definitely then, a lot better. And then again, um, Garrett Bowles, you know, got paid and played like he got paid. Played he good. Played well. Still didn't mm-hmm. didn't slack off once he got paid. Graham Glasgow no. looked far better. Before he got injured, went, went down out. with the toe injury, and right. Slotman came in and uh, underwhelmed, to say the least. Underwhelmed, but I'm um, not too. I'm not too worried. If if Glasgow's got to go like a week or so, I'm not worried about Slotman. I think he's. 
a serviceable back serviceable backup. Not the greatest, but you know. Yeah, it's just in this game it seemed like there was this specific game there was a noticeable drop off when he Oh, uh, I mean you're, when he came oh, of in. course, of course. Yeah. So, so I was, think uh, uh go I'll ahead, Kevin. jump in. So I would Philip Lindsay, I, I kind of see a frustrated Philip Lindsay, and I don't think he's completely healthy. Mm-hmm. But he looks like he's trying no, to he's break he, he looks like he's trying to break a long one each time, you know, as opposed to following his blocks and trying to grind his out vision, yeah. I mean, three or four yeah. yards. Um, but, yeah, you got to give give the props to uh, Melvin Gordon. I, I, I was reading today that he's actually the third best running back in terms of breaking tackles in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's just a big, strong dude, had a great game against KC, uh, I think he had 131 yeah. yards. And now his season per carry average is 4.6, which is yeah, very this game. very respectable and is the best of his career. So he's, you know, he's he's stepping up his game. Uh, hopefully he can continue to do that, but he looked really strong Yeah, in that the game. consistency carries over. I mean, that's – and then This Sh- is the first time he looked like an $8 million per year running back. Agreed. And then Shelby Harris, we mentioned the batted balls, but there was one play in particular. He was 20 yards downfield and tap, tackled uh, Tariq Hill. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was oh, on the yes. Side. That was a great – I, I jumped out of my chair. Woo. This guy is a 300-and-something-pound D lineman. <laughs> now, he had the angle on Hill. It's not like he outran him. Of course. But He's not he, faster than He Hill. was flying. Whatever yeah, speed he, was, he could bring into the, his, that big body, he brought it. I love the hustle, love the heart. Intent. Another reason why we really need to, need to re-sign this guy. And then I would just – One more little, person? Pardon me? Go ahead. Yeah, just oh, a little bit ahead. of love I want to throw to Tim Patrick, right? So That's who I was going to go with. We, we wouldn't yeah. be seeing a lot of Tim Patrick this year if it wasn't for Cortland Sutton going down. But you talk he about a guy – be the number four running back. Wide, yeah, wide out. But yeah, you you. That's what I meant. Wide you out. talk yep. about a guy who took advantage of the opportunity that was given to him. He has earned himself a contract, either with the Bronco, a new contract, either with the Broncos or some other team. And that mm-hmm. catch in the end zone was all pro caliber. He seems to come mm-hmm. up big every single game. Really like what he's doing. And then, yeah. Um, yeah so th- th- those were the real standouts. I yeah. also like the throw by Drew Locke to get him that, that ball. Was that, was a, that was a great throw. Put it in that's, a position where only Patrick could make a play on it. That's that's the type of that's that talent that we see, but we need to see it in a more consistent fashion. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was that was a hell of a throw, hell of a catch. Uh, if you watch that play again, slow motion, you see that he catches the ball, and you can see him peek down at the sideline. To right? make sure that he's able to get both feet in bounds, and it was just, and then when they first called him out, you saw him run up. He was at point, point. and then and you point. saw the offensive tackles like run, offensive linemen running up, pointing at the feet marks. I was just like, "This is great! Like this that, is going to be overturned." That was that, a catch. It was a hell of a catch. That body control and concentration was just truly spectacular yeah. to see. Great, great play. Yes, absolutely great play. Agreed. Um. Now I do. So we do, we do got to turn it to to some news and moving forward into this game against the uh, uh, Carolina Panthers. But before we do, we got we got to talk about some some negatives that we've that we saw in this game because there were also negatives. And uh, this is going to be unpopular opinion or popular opinion depending on which Broncos fan you talk to. Uh, but I hate to say it. <laughs> But I am so unsold on Drew Locke as as at this point, even even as a starting caliber quarterback, much less a franchise quarterback. You have situations that happen like Josh Allen, where you know he comes in his first year starting and uh, you know is subpar, you know fifties in terms of completion percentage and not great. But that's that's the exception. That's a rare occurrence. That's not the rule. Typically, you see a lot more from a young guy early on in their career. Of course, it's great to see those things happen, like with what has happened with Josh Allen and Buffalo. But, uh, but it's not, it's not, it's not. It is the exception, like I said. So, um, in this, I mean, he is now ranked thirty second, and I think he's been thirty first and thirty second in the league as a starting quarterback for a while now. He's got nine picks, 
or nine touchdowns, 13 interceptions uh, when you include this game. Uh, There was a ball that was batted at the line uh, in the first half of the game that would have been a pick six had it not been batted down, um, Mm -hmm. which would have added to, obviously, his pick total. And uh, and it's it's just – if and I was telling Ian this, Ian, I was telling you this. Right. If we had even if we had a if we had just a slightly below average quarterback in this game, we'd probably win this game. Even a slightly below average quarterback. But because we have what is rated as the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, we ended up losing this game by, by one touchdown. If On we that, have if we have Fitzpatrick, do we win this game? Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yep. He needs a oh, mentor. Yeah. Drew Locke needs a I, mentor. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is, you know, when he is starting, is often a top 12 quarterback in the top 12, 15 quarterback in the league. Um, of course, he, he the, the the problem with him is he'll get hot, 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 and then get real cold all of a sudden. He'll throw four picks and, and a half, and you're like, throw, what yeah, so, going on? <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it, you know, generally speaking, with Fitzpatrick, yeah, of course you win this game, but unless it's the one time he throws four picks in a game, so, um, right, you know. But I mean, mo- I mean, most average quarterbacks are going to win this game because uh, I mean, here's the thing: on that fourth and five, you had Tim Patrick. Here's the thing: this is this is a quote from uh, Drew Locke. He said Tim Patrick is Mister Reliable, Mister Consistent, always there for you whenever you need him. But on fourth and five. With the game on the line, final minute of the game, this is it could have been a career-defining moment. Oh. Who's crossing over the middle open at about seven yards deep for the first down? Tim, Tim Patrick. Patrick. It's Tim Patrick. Doesn't throw doesn't throw it to him. Said throws it up. Easy pick for Tyron Matthew. Game over, right? And and I don't know if you heard the announcer when he said he was intercepted, but he was not surprised, and neither was I. I so, called both picks. So, uh, so hold on. Oh, sorry. Just real quick. Just before, yeah. I, I was talking to my roommate uh, before this game, or, you know, when this game was first starting, mm-hmm. and he completed that 37-yard touchdown, or not touchdown, but 37-yard pass in the opening drive to Noah Fant. And I was like, that looks great. Like, I love that. Love to see that. Love to see it used that way. I was like, but I'm calling it now. He's going to throw a pick. And he threw a pick, I think, on the next, next play or two plays later. And then Ian, I posted it in our group chat. I said, I hate to say it on the final drive, but it's going to be a pick. And then that's exactly what it was. To be able to predict picks like this is 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 a problem. He doesn't play up. Go ahead, Kevin. I'll let you so, yeah, I mean, I have decidedly different kind of view. Not entirely different, but certainly different. I'm, I'm not – I can't be as absolute – as you are on, on lock at this point. So I'm more in than out. I think the only way the Broncos make a change at quarterback is if there's somebody out there that makes them much better right now. Uh, you know, Drew Locke is not immune uh, to criticism because he's a young quarterback or because this is his first year starting, you know, in full or because he's had some injuries, didn't have an offseason, et cetera, et cetera. This is the NFL. So you're going to be graded on performance regardless of how young you are or the situation around you. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if the organization, organization feels like there's a guy out there um, that we can make a move on, you know, whether it's a free agent, a, a trade, whatever, they'll come in and instantly mm-hmm. upgrade that room, make them much better, they're going to do it. But I don't know if that guy is out there. I don't know if the Broncos can can make that move. So so what I, what I think is going to happen w- with Locke, I mean, I've seen enough of him to know that he's a very good ball thrower, right? He's got a good arm. He's got a very good skill set. But there's three things that he's going to have to work on. Um, one, decision-making. He needs to know when to mm-hmm. throw the ball yeah. away. And yep. then when to try to take a chance with a window. And that's going to be mm-hmm. hopefully come with some experience and good coaching. So decision-making. Number two, foot, footwork. We've talked about this. This is a guy that was never under center in college, and he's still a very young player. Um, yeah. And this is a season which he didn't have an offseason, 
didn't have training camps preseason, didn't get all the reps that you would expect to get, where we presumably would have worked much you know, more on, on footwork. And then three is accurately accuracy. And I think the footwork and accuracy are tied together. Um, you know, as his footwork improves, yeah. as his footwork improves, then it's natural to assume his accuracy will get better. So I think mm-hmm. at this point, that's what he's got to work on. These are big ones, right? Decision-making, footwork, footwork accuracy. Uh, but with the, the arm talent, the skill set, um, you know, he's a work in progress for sure. He's got a long way to go, but uh, I, I, I'm fairly certain, that, and I don't know what the Broncos think of him in terms of long term, but I, I still mm-hmm. believe that they see him as their quarterback going into 2021. And then hopefully if we have a normal offseason, he can really start to work on these things and and and, and, and take a, a big step forward next year. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, no, I, I agree on all those points. Uh, Decision-making, uh, footwork, accuracy, definitely – yeah, those are, those are the main areas. Reading a defense, you know, goes into the, the decision making aspect of that. Um, I think it's been what from what I've seen, his biggest issue. We've seen, I mean, yeah, we've seen his ability to make a, uh, you know, an accurate throw when his footwork is on point. Is I mean, we. I see mean, it. he, he he's going to have to spend a lot of time in the off season, you know, on his footwork mm-hmm. and then really navigating the offense from the pocket. You know he's he's now going to be under center. He's under he, you know the decision making, working within the pocket, navigating the offense within the pocket. These are all things with repetition you would hope would improve, and then you could start to see his skill set really come to fruition. But I I completely understand people that are concerned or out on him, mm-hmm. major question marks. I mean he he's earned that. And he's earned the reputation as being turnover prone and all of those things, but but I've laid out you know what I think the Broncos need to do with them, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, and hopefully, I mean, here's the thing. I, I you know I am I am definitively out. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to dive too much. I'm not going to go in into too much more detail. But I'm I'm definitively out. Just. You know, but he's he's ranked worse than <clears throat> Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz. You know, put a, any quarterback out there, he's he's ranked worse than him. Uh, there's backups that are better than Locke uh, in this league uh, that we would benefit from having. Not not necessarily that we should necessarily take that route and go for a a, a different low end starter. I don't think that's that's the route to go. Um, but uh, but he, like I said, we're in we're uh, we win more games. You know couple more games this year with a competent quarterback play um that just hasn't hasn't been present with him unfortunately um i would love to see him work in the off season and really correct these things and obviously we'll be able to it's likely that that we'll be able to see some of that in the preseason and see if he's able to do that um but it's got to be consistent as well it can't be for again you know his big thing is he'll show up for a quarter and then fall apart, you know. So uh, I, I certainly don't want to see him put up a good quarter, which makes his stat line look good for a game, and then and then be like, oh yeah, we're all in on him again. Uh, I just I want to see some consistency. And his biggest thing is, uh, from what I've seen, obviously the footwork, like you mentioned, uh, and just trying to recognize what the defense is is trying to do to beat them. Um, and that's that's what I have uh, have not seen. And I, I you know I would love to see. Not to say that he's the quarterback of the future or anything like that. I'm not trying to blow this out of proportion, but I would, you know, I I would love to see some of Brett Rippin, uh, some more Brett Rippin, because he's at least shown a propensity to read a defense uh, and adjust accordingly. Um, okay. But in any case, moving on from that, uh, Kevin, I know I know you got to get going. Um, so. We're going to let you go. Ian and I are going to go ahead and cover the uh, kind of the moving forward. We've got some news here uh, with uh, Boye and whatnot. But oh, I, I would like to going. jump Any in. Last... I would like to jump in on yeah, the go Bo- ahead. Boye conversation. I've got a couple that. minutes. So I just want to. Yeah. So talk about bad news, right? So we're already <laughs> several <laughs> bad, men yeah. down on defense, uh, which we yeah. talked about earlier. So you know, Bassey's gone. 
Bryce Callahan's probably gone the rest of the season. Now Bouye. So if did, did I get this right? He was busted for an illegal substance or PEDs. Yep. And what's his story? That he didn't know? Is that what I'm uh, hearing? Yeah, so apparently it's linked to the same situation that happened with Will Fuller and Bradley Roby in, in Houston, which if you recall, uh you know, he started his career in Houston. AJ Boye did. Started his career in Houston. Apparently in all three cases, uh I, I'm assuming maybe it was the same person because it sounds like there's legal action being taken um, by all three of these players that they were deliberately lied to about what was either what was in uh, the the drug or whatever they took or whether or not it was banned by the NFL. Uh, but it sounds like they were deliberately lied to. Now, that doesn't clear them in terms of the NFL because the NFL says, hey, you need to know what you're taking into your body. And I, I would stand on that side of the fence as well. But it sounds like there is going to be legal action taken against whoever this was that well, deliberately y- lied to them. You in. know, I, I get it, man. NFL players are looking for any edge they can possibly get. And if it's in a performance, if it's if it's some sort of nutritional edge or workout, they all talk to each other, I'm sure. Uh, but, man, oh, man, these guys can't blindly trust people that are giving them stuff to take. They shouldn't trust anyone. Correct. And my understanding— It sounds like this is someone they had history with, though. But, but they thought but, this was a trusted person. But I don't think they're handing yeah. them the substance in a plastic baggie, right? I'm guessing it comes <laughs> in a container, and by law, all the ingredients are listed. Now, it may take some time. you got to drill down and read what's in there. But read what is in there. See if anything is banned. I mean, that's totally on the players. Uh, just and hopefully but, the other guys on the team will learn from this. Don't be so trusting. Verify before you ingest anything because you're going to hurt your career and hurt your team. It's just disappointing to see this happen. Yeah, I mean you're right there. I agree with you there. But that maybe that's why legal action is being taken. Is that maybe something was left out of that ingredients list or whatever? I mean clearly if they're taking legal action, they think something illegal was done. You know leaving the ingredients out of this would be illegal, you know? Um, so they clearly think that they clearly believe that there's a lawsuit here that they can win. Um, right. So that would, that would indicate that there's something <clears throat> that was, that was, you know, obviously beyond the line of what is, what is legal. Like you said, it would typically be listed on the, uh, I'm speculating in terms of the specifics, but typically there'd be, you know, the ingredients listed, maybe ingredients were listed, but certain ones were left out. You know, just as a as a possibility. I mean, this could be yeah, this could lead to him being cut and not, you know, because I mean, this this this. There's goes virtually the next, no this, dead money on his contract if we cut. Exactly, and this goes into next season because he's only he's out for four games this season. He's out for the first two next year. Mm-hmm. If I mean, if it comes down, they lose a lawsuit or or whatever, and he has to do the six games. Um, is he worth keeping around? I mean, I don't know. I think that depends on what happens elsewhere in the in the off season. Well, yeah, I mean, if you picked up a with free the draft, agent, free agency, yeah, things yeah, like that, up, yeah, we'll have to somebody, see what happens. Like, All right. But but if we get another, let's say we get another, you know, top tier cornerback in free agency, you cut Boye, you virtually have no dead money, so it's like a wash, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm not trying to, you know, push him out the door or anything. Just oh yet, no, no, but, no I, I, but I yeah, this is on the him. players in the sense of. At least to a certain degree, it's on the players because they have to know what's being ingested and whatnot. Kevin, any last words before you head out? No, uh, we got Carolina this week. I think they have the same record we do, only four victories. They've also suffered through, you know, uh, a lot of injuries, most notably to their uh, Christian McCaffrey, right? Their uh, all-world running back. Playing his dad's former team. But, uh, But I'll say this about Carolina. I mean, the record isn't so good. But they seem to be in every game. I mean, they 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 they're, they're yeah they're 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 not a bad team. Yeah, they're consistently sure. competitive. So you know, they're, they're, every game is going to be tough for us, and particularly with this latest news in terms of uh, Boye, Boye, Boye. Fun, Boye. Fun yeah. fact, though. Fun fact. Since 2015, when we played when we played each other in the Super Bowl, nobody really ever thought about this being something true. But since 2015. <laughs> our teams have only been to the 
postseason one time. Yeah, Are those two Super Bowl teams? It ain't us, yeah. and they lost in the first round. There yeah. you go. Man, that's a good uh, check down. I like it. Good check down. <laughs> Over and out, All right, gentlemen. Kevin. Yeah, All we'll right. talk to you next week. Uh, Ian, we'll go ahead and close this up with some – some talk on this Panthers game. First of all, all right. just just with with the Boye news, of course, that shows that leaves us more thin than p- could possibly be imagined at at cornerback. So our two starters now, at least speculatively, uh, are going to be Michael Ojemudia, yep, and Devonte Bosby. Okay. Who, mind you, obviously was cut earlier in the season for I mean. Resigned. Behind him is Kevin Tolliver, yeah. Duke Dawson, yeah. and the recently re-signed safety Will Parks. I bet you Will Parks steps into that cornerback. That he's going to oh, be he's a gonna corner. Play, I think he's going to play a lot of nickel. He's going to play I a lot. He of is going to play a lot of nickel. But I'll tell you what: if you're if if you listeners, if you're if you're still in your fantasy playoffs, uh, like I am in all three of mine, humble brag. Play whatever wide receiver is going to be playing against the Broncos. I'll tell you what. Play any um, receiver. Any receiver. Robbie any, Anderson. Anybody. Rob, Robbie Anderson. Well, here's the thing. Actually, talk, you know, and it, and I hate to say that, but but when you are you're down your top three corners here, we're down our top three corners. Uh, well, I guess Ojin Moody was kind of in that mix in that conversation because there was a rotation with him and. And Bassey, and then it'd be Ojemudia sometimes, and it'd be Bassey, and it, so it's kind of you know. But Ojemudia didn't have a single snap for I think two plus games um, because he was in right. Fangio's doghouse. So uh, it's certainly not uh, awe inspiring. Fangio needs to be on his own doghouse. Yeah, well, he's been <laughs> great as a defensive coordinator. Oh, great! Yeah, oh yeah, oh. 100%. He's head coaching. Like he can't be. Your job is to be present in the game. Yeah. In the moment of the game, not oh well, I was planning ahead. Know that we had to. Get, okay, you're what, a supervisor the over the. the he- you're a supervisor was, over the over the code. You quit on your team. You quit on your team in fourth and three. You quit. Hundred um, percent. That's what it is. Um, now, I, it's it's hard to be too inspired by Drew Locke's play to pick up that fourth down. Unfortunately, but. They're 0-6 on fourth-down conversions with less than five yards to go. To be completely honest, when we did kick that ball, K.J. Hamler did drop the ball, and that would have been a first down. And that was a good throw. That was not a good throw. It was it was a drop. I'll give you that. I'll give you that it was a drop. But that was a high throw. It was Yeah, it was a bit high, but... That was, was a high throw. Like... Again, and catch a ball if you're an NFL corner, and there was no I mean, pressure. Oh, you no. know, we're talking about we're talking about his accuracy. How do you not deliver that ball where it needs to be? It, it was technical. I think I think it got rated as a drop. I didn't check the stats on it. It, it, it did um, get rated as a drop. Yeah. So so obviously this is not to wash Hamler of any blame. Right, but that was not a good throw. Like that was that was that was by no means a uh, on point throw. That I guess was I meant to dropped, say, it, you know, a, it was a catchable ball for it an was NFL a kind wide of catchable out. Ball. <laughs> now, for me or you, that's not catchable. But for after you. he jumped and it scraped his fingertips, yeah, I you know it's it was it was on both of them. That that was bad on both parts. Um, that was bad on both parts. It was, but um. But the following drive, when you know, game was on the line, he missed Tim Patrick on a fourth down, who was wide oh, yeah, open. It was, ba- it was and bad. Threw a pick instead. So, I mean, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter at this point. I mean, not really. I mean, we've we've seen what, what we've seen what keeps happening with Locke. We keep, we've seen how he keeps playing. Um, but anyways, that's that's all beside the point. We're kind of getting off on a tangent here about Fangio yeah. and Locke, but. Uh, but yeah, those corners. I mean, that is a thin, thin, thin cornerback room. You, it's Too it's thin. all going to be scheme from this point out, and just to keep the game manageable, you got to scheme. And Fangio, he's good at scheming defensively. There's no no denying that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it is a weak cornerback room. Should have signed Prince Mukamara. Just going to throw that in there. Or um, even Logan Ryan. <laughs> even Logan, Logan Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, this game, the, the yeah, there is this to be said, is that both DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are currently on the COVID list. They may not play in this game. Christian McCaffrey is questionable but trending toward playing. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I you know at this point with with the cornerbacks, I just I, I don't see us winning another game this year, and I hate to say that. I see us. I mean, we've been competitive, uh, which has been great, especially being competitive against Kansas City. But I don't. My expectation is that Locke is not going to improve. Not. I hope that he does. Let me be clear I hope about he, that. I, I hope, I hope he does. that he does. I think continuity but, and off season, like I've said before. Um, I think you give him well, one more year. Sign a veteran. Well, I'm talk- get rid of. I'm talking about the last four games. I'm talking about the last four games. Oh, I don't think um, we have. Not, a ch- I think if we have a chance to win any of them, it's going to be probably this one. After that, it's done. Yeah. Bills yeah, are going right. to come in there and. Raiders have had our number, even though they've they've looked beatable at times. They've had our number for a while now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but if yeah, you look at Bills. this way, Kyle. I mean, uh, not Kyle Allen, Josh Allen. And uh, Drew Locke pretty much through the first, you know, how many starts it was. I thought I saw a graphic. Uh, basically, have got had, had the same numbers. I think obviously Josh Close. Allen ran, ran a lot. That's why I more. brought him up earlier in the in the. He ran a lot more, sure. and then third year, poof, figures it out. Yeah, that is the rare exception. Rare exception. Maybe Drew Locke rare does. Exception. Maybe he doesn't. Now, here, here, here's a point though. Here's a point though. Josh Allen was a surefire, no doubt, top of the draft, first round quarterback. Right. Not one of the thirty-two teams deemed Drew Locke as a first round quarterback. That's so true. There's a little bit of a difference here. We I mean, know that's we, true. we drafted him pretty early, obviously second round, but not no one, not even us, deemed him as worthy of a first round draft pick. No, we like Noah Fant better. Yeah. And that's the thing, like like we're com- we we always we like to compare to these other quarterbacks, but most of these other quarterbacks that we talk about were surefire, top tier talent, number one or top ten overall draft picks or whatever you know first round draft picks, and Locke wasn't that. Like even when even when Kevin was talking about Drew Locke coming out and he was all hyped on him, I was like I don't know he may not even go in the first round. I don't really want a big armed raw guy. Raw talent, they can rifle at 150 miles an hour, but can't read a defense. I'm kind of done seeing that with Brock Osweiler and Paxton Lynch. I'm just done seeing that. I want to see an intelligent quarterback. What question? Question: Who do you think would be a better quarterback? Super cheap to get on a practice squad. Former tenth round, tenth overall pick. You think that we'd be better with Drew Locke or Josh Rosen? Josh Rosen. Uh, Dude, I don't know. That's, that's hard to that's say. That's a tough one. That's a tough that's one. That's hard to say. I've, e- I've even thought about, like, you know, Carson Wentz getting bitched. Oh, do we trade for Carson Wentz? Um, you know, I'd be, I'd be in the Matthew Stafford crew. Stafford crew. You got Matt Ryan maybe out of Atlanta, but he's he's old. Uh, Fitzpatrick maybe. Out, you know, I just uh, – there's quarterbacks that have crossed my mind. There's, there's some younger ones that I've thought about too. I've even like thinking about Jameis Winston, but he throws a lot of picks. Um, if you get that LASIK, so maybe know. you can see. There's another one that I'm drawing a blank on right now, and I, I wish I could remember because uh, it was a pretty good, you know, idea. Not to say that it would happen, or even necessarily that I was th- hoping that it would happen, but it was a pretty good idea. But I, you know, let's not go too far down that rabbit trail. Right. Um, you know, just speaking on the last, you know, this. These game last four games. I just, I hate to say it, but I just, you know, I hope that we, I hope we win all four. But I just, I don't. I know a lot I of people are out on lock. I don't see, I don't see us winning another game. I don't see us, I don't see lock improving over the last four games. Uh, he may have a good quarter, so mm-hmm. at some point during the last four games, uh, to make his stats look good. But even his stats don't look good. Even with those couple of garbage time quarters, his stats don't look good. Not even kind of. They're terrible. No, they're they don't awful. Look good. They're awful. I mean, 
the the way that we were chasing chasing out some of the other quarterbacks that we've had in in you know in our time. You know, I always go back to this name just because it's the most blatant example. It's Trevor Simeon, uh, who was a Pro Bowler his first year, Pro Bowl alternate his first year, and then we chased right. him out of town uh, because he, I think he had like a six game six losing games streak. that was that was be- well not a six game losing streak, but just. I, he never had a six-game losing streak. He had a, I think, thirteen and eleven record. But like, um, no, he didn't. Yeah, he had a winning run. Six games where he was clearly subpar, where he was playing poorly. Right. And my idea was kind of like what a lot of people, like Kevin's idea on luck. Now, of course, there's differences in talent. Uh, yeah, at least pure raw talent. Um, but my idea was like, hey, he's hit his first wall, his first real wall. He was pro, he Pro Bowl alternate last year. We'll see if he can play through it. But instead, we benched him, went different direction. And it's just, you know, double standard, which I've talked about before. Don't Again, don't want to dive too much into that. Um, right. But, you know, if, if if we've seen this many games of Drew Locke not doing anything without the precursor that he played well prior, like with Simeon, he played well prior but then had the bad streak. Drew yeah. Locke is just pure bad streak. He's never played well he had a a game last year and a couple quarters this year that he played well if if you know anyone who was out on Simeon you better be out on lock like I think if you're looking at the numbers you're looking at at the you know the man I just I just you know I, I don't understand the double standard though I do understand the point that lock was a higher draft pick and but I just use that name as, as an example. Fangio has actually had six starting quarterbacks in his first two years in the NFL as a head coach. First two years as a head coach. Uh, that is the most uh, most in the first two years of a head coach's um, wow regime, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. In six, yeah, six was it six quarterbacks or something? He had six quarterbacks that he started. Uh, that is. Tied for the most since 1950. They were setting all the bad records. Yeah, we're we're not. These are these are this is a bad streak here. Um, and yeah, six different starting quarterbacks is is more of a detriment to Elway than Fangio. Signing yeah. Joe Flacco, yes. you know, and then I I think going to Brandon Allen was kind of a necessity because Locke wasn't healthy at that point. Um, and then who is obviously starting for the Bengals at this point, but, um, and then you had, obviously this year you had Drew Locke and you had Jeff Driscoll, you had Brett Rippon start a game and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's yeah Kendall Hinton. I think that's his name is included in that six starters, which kind of sucks, but, um, yeah, that, that doesn't count. Yeah. But in any case, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, talking point is, you know, he's coming coming to play his dad's team. Um, That's the first time, this will be the first time that he's played against the Broncos in his career. Um, If he, you know, if he is indeed healthy to go. Uh, But I think more than anything, uh, this team's going to throw a lot against us because of our cornerback room. Uh, I think Robbie Anderson's going to be involved a lot. And I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be involved a lot as a passer or as a catcher. Oh yeah, he's definitely field. gonna be a pass catcher, uh, which is darted. something he does anyway. But I think it's gonna be even more pronounced in this game. Uh, my prediction is a loss. Like I was saying, I don't, I don't necessarily predict us to win a lot or really any games at this point. Uh, I think it is a loss. I think it's gonna be held close. I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game because it can't be close if it's a high-scoring game because Broncos don't score points. They don't score a lot of points. Um, so I, I I do think it's going to be a close game, but I I do unfortunately predict us to lose. Um, I'm thinking 1917 uh, Panthers victory. I was actually going to go us. This is the only game that I foresee us that we could possibly win. Mm-hmm. I was going to go. I was going to say 17 for the Panthers, but 21 for the Broncos. Um, oh, I hope you're right. But I but but I think two of those touchdowns are rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I, I maybe all three. Maybe all three. Maybe Who all knows? three. Maybe all three. Unless you could hmm. just jam that football into Jerry Judy's mouth and stop being a diva, dude. You ain't earned it yet. Yeah. 
I think uh, <laughs> I think Philip Lindsay will bounce back in this game. I think so and, too. Uh, I think he will. I mean, was... the wild card is we don't know what's going to happen in the passing game because of a lock and b how the hell are they going to use Fant? How the, how are they going to use Judy? Why are they? You know, yeah, so exactly. you know. Anyways, any, any we, last words we, before we uh, close up this one? Uh, just I don't know. Pray for a win. Just you know, let's pray for a win. I'm tired of yelling, tired <laughs> of yelling at you know people. Be like, is it, was there an exorcism going in there? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't sound good, man. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I want to close with is Andrew Mason. From Twitter, he did say interesting thing long term, uh, and we kind of hit on this lightly. AJ Boye uh, is his contract has no guaranteed money left. Same thing with Jarrell Casey. That's that's over twenty five million dollars of cap space that can be created, which could be used to retain Justin Simmons and Shelby Harris. Boom, do it, and then potentially draft a cornerback in the first round um but i think if it were me i would say maybe one of the two you know i would obviously. probably keep aj bouye that's what that's where i would lean but Casey's yeah because we've already when, seen when casey healthy. yeah casey was like we've seen dudes step into his spot and play better and play well yeah yeah so if not the same uh, better production yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Just wanted that was a quick note in terms of the guaranteed money. None left, no guaranteed money left on those contracts. So uh, we could get out of them if we so choose. Um, right. Obviously, off season, how that's going to shake out is real unpredictable at this point. But anyways, so we just want to thank you first of all for listening to Debronk's podcast, uh, especially with uh, the season going as it is, only four wins now. Um, it's it's a painful season, so if you're still listening, you're probably a diehard fan, probably like us, probably true part of Broncos country, um, and we just appreciate uh, you listening. Just go ahead and like, subscribe, share if you know other Broncos fans that would enjoy. Oh, and the by the way, perspective. And go by ahead. the way, Pod Host had a birthday yesterday, last year in his twenties. <laughs> oh yes, I am. I am. <laughs> So, happy birthday, Austin. Moving into my 30th year. So, uh, appreciate that. Man. Appreciate that. And you guys can give a, give a share uh, in honor of that if you would like. So, uh, from Ian, from Kevin, from myself, thank you for listening to D-Bronx Podcast.